Hi there, this is Harry. Welcome back to Advanced English Lessons with Harry, where I try to help you to get a better understanding of the English language, to help you with your conversational skills, your business English skills, interview skills, whatever your goals are, we're here to help. And for those of you and your friends or family who want one-to-one -one lessons, well, you know what to do. Just get in touch, www.englishlessonviaskype.com, and you can apply for a free trial lesson, and we'd be very happy to hear from you and very happy to help you. And in this advanced English lesson, we're going to look at phrasal verbs. In particular, we've got 15 advanced phrasal verbs, which will be better for your day-to-day -day communication. And indeed, if you are taking IELTS or CAE exams, then these phrasal verbs are really some of those that you would use when you're communicating with the inspector or who, the examiner, whoever it is. And it'll make you sound really, really much, much better. And you have a much better chance of scoring high in the speaking part. Okay, so let's get back to our lesson, our advanced English lesson dealing with phrasal verbs that will help you to communicate in a better way. Number one, to bring up. Now this has a couple of meanings, but if we're talking about communication and conversation, bring up specifically means to raise an important point or any issue at a particular meeting. So if you're sitting around the table with your colleagues your managers, whoever it happens to be, you might say, there's something I would like to bring up today. So I'd like to bring up the issue about staff appraisals, or I'd like to bring up the issue about the last report or whatever it happens to be. So to bring up means to raise or introduce a topic, a point, something for discussion. Okay. So now we can, outside of that, uh, this is about business meetings, bring up, but we can also bring up a child or bring up our children. So that's a, another use of the phrasal verb bring up. He brought up his children after his wife died or she brought up the children as a single parent. So you can use it in that sense, it means to literally grow your children. No, we don't stick them in a plant pot and uh, feed them fertilizer, of course, but we bring them up. We allow our children to develop. We bring them up as balanced people. We bring them up to be polite. Yeah, so we use them in that sort of context. Okay, so that's number one, bring up. Number two, bump into someone. Well, when we bump into someone, it means we meet them accidentally. It's not something planned, not something that you had expected. Guess who I bumped into in the high street? Remember that guy that was in the university? Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, well, he's, he's really, really changed. Uh, I recognized him from his hairstyle. I, I bumped into him and he was really, really in a chatty mood and he's really doing well for himself, has his own IT business. So he seems to be very, very successful. So to bump into somebody is to meet somebody accidentally or not planned in any way. Okay. Now you can also bump into something. Okay. So if you're not watching what you're doing and most people these days, they're walking along the street with their mobile phone in their hands and the chances are that they will bump into somebody or bump into something. They may bump into a lamppost. They may bump into a bicycle, a pram, whatever it might be. They will, if they're not looking where they're going, then there's a good chance that they will bump into something. Number three, to call off. Now, this is a very common phrasal verb and to call off means to cancel. Okay. So if you call off a meeting at short notice, you tell everybody that you're sick and the meeting will have to be deferred until another day. 
you you call off the search for your car keys in the house that you you found in your pocket that's usually where i find them in the pocket of my coat okay so to call off the search call off a meeting or if you're planning to go to a football game in the middle of winter and the rain is coming down very heavily and has been for several days perhaps the match or the game will be called off due to bad weather so it will be postponed or cancelled to another day okay so to call off number four to catch up and usually we follow it with with catch up with so it's a effectively a three-part phrasal verb catch up with we catch up with our friends on a friday night for a beer we catch up with our friends later on we don't set a particular day but when we end the telephone conversation or before we get to the end of the telephone conversation we might say something like look it's been really great talking to you let's catch up with each other next week okay let's catch up with each other when we have more time i have to run to a meeting now but i'd really like to get together and have a bite to eat or a beer or whatever it might be so to catch up with your friends you can also catch up with your work perhaps you've been out sick for a few days you've been on holidays for a few weeks you've been on study leave whatever it might be but you stay behind late in work because you've got to catch up with the backlog catch up with all those emails catch up with some paperwork oh look i can't get home right now i'll be a little bit late because i really need to catch up with some paperwork okay so you use it in that context number five to cut down on something now if we're going to go on a diet and so we want to lose a few kilos or shed a few kilos then we will cut down on the food we eat we will cut down the on the calories we will cut down on fatty foods whatever it might be that the diet we are following indicates what we should do so to cut down on doesn't mean stop it completely that would be cut out something but to cut down on something means to reduce so from two beers to one beer from two slices of bread to one slice of bread to from one kilo of meat to a half a kilo of meat per week whatever it might be we cut down on we reduce okay now if we're talking in a work sense we can talk about cutting down on our workload so perhaps we're getting to the stage where we're thinking of retiring or taking it a little bit easier so somebody might say well why don't you cut down on the workload why don't you delegate a little bit more why don't you spread the work to some other people okay so to cut down on something number six to end up okay now when we end up we usually say end up doing something usually means we end up doing something we didn't plan to do oh i ended up meeting him after all i promised that i wouldn't and he talks forever and he's got no work to do so it takes a long time to get away from him but i ended up going to lunch with him anyway yeah so to end up means to finish or to do something that you hadn't planned to do if you go to meet a few friends and you ended up going to a nightclub or you ended up going for a game of bowling something not planned originally but when you get there you get into the mood then of course the night goes on and you do things or go places where that you hadn't planned to do or to go okay so to end up doing okay 
Number seven, fall out. Okay, when we fall out with somebody, it means we have an argument and we no longer talk to them. Now, that might last a few days, a few weeks, or whatever it might be, or you might fall out permanently. Oh, I haven't seen David for months and months and months. We had a falling out. We fell out with each other over some, I think, some stupid argument. I didn't ring him. He didn't ring me. And of course, time passed by. And so we just lost touch. So we fell out. So the past tense of the verb fall. And remember with that verb fall, it's fall, fell, fallen. It's an irregular verb. So we fell out in the past tense, okay? Not not we felt out. Sometimes students come back to me when they use F-E-L-T. That's a very different verb completely. So fall, fell, fallen. We fell out several months ago. So when you fall out with somebody, you usually break off relationships with them. You don't talk to them over some argument that you've had, okay? So uh, now we can fall out of a window if we're not careful what we're doing. We can fall out of a, the, the bus if the door opens and we're not holding on to the handle. So that's a very literal meaning of it. But when we fall out with people, we usually have a, an argument and we stop talking to them, okay? Number eight, get around to. So we get around to something means we will eventually do something that we intended to do, but we maybe we've kept putting it on the long finger. So we've been, you know, really delaying when we get to it. Oh, I'll get round to it later. Have you completed your tax return form yet? No, no, I'll get round to it later. Or I finally got round to completing that tax return. I'd really stopped thinking about it for several weeks, but I realized that there's a refund due to me. So I got it completed and I'm hoping to get the refund next week. So when you get around to doing something, you do something that you had put off, you had procrastinated, you had delayed, you had put on the long finger. Or you might say to somebody, yeah, I'll get around to it. So it's not now, I'll get around to it later. Meaning, yeah, yeah, give me a, a reminder in a couple of days, I'll get around to it eventually. I've got some more important things to complete at the moment. Number nine, to grow apart. Okay, well, when things are people grow apart, it usually means they have differences of opinion, different interests, and therefore the things that kept their friendship together previously no longer exist. So usually happens when people meet other people at school and primary school and secondary school, and then they perhaps go on to university together. And then when they leave university, they go their separate ways because they grow apart. Somebody studied IT, the other person studied some other science or medicine, and they develop other friendships, they develop other interests, so they finally grow apart. So Mary might say, have you seen Catherine uh, recently? You, you used to be really close friends. Yeah, we were, we were really close, but you know, over a period of time, we grew apart. We had different interests. Well, in fact, she went to live in a different city, so that didn't help, and uh, really, you know, we haven't kept in touch. But yeah, I, I suppose if we met each other, we would still be on friendly terms, but we don't have that deep friendship that we used to have. We have grown apart. 
and unfortunately in marriages often couples grow apart over a period of time because they just get bored or they don't keep that flame of romance going, they don't enjoy that little Valentine's date or they don't bring flowers or exchange gifts, they just accept the way they are and unfortunately they grow apart. They don't stop liking each other or indeed they don't even divorce, they just grow apart because they have different interests or no common interests anymore, so to grow apart. And it happens gradually, so particularly with relation to relationships, this is what happens. Okay. Number 10, to live on. Okay, so you might say, what do, for example, animals live on? Well, of course, we know that, you know, cows live on grass and so they constantly eat it or sheep in a field will live on grass. But if you're talking about something a little bit more exotic, yeah, you might want to know what do certain animals live on. So if your son is interested in some really interesting creatures, I have a, a student and her son is fascinating. He has always got some really interesting creatures that he keeps in certain aquarium and they could be butterflies or stick insects or all sorts of interesting things. So when you, you've got a deep interest in those type of rare or unusual animals or insects, then you would like to know what do they live on. So, you know, do they eat meat? Do they eat fish? Or do they eat vegetation like grass or leaves or nuts or whatever it might be? So what do they live on? Now, you could use it loosely in relation to people. So when we talk about our student days, just, ah, I lived on beans on toast for years. It was great. Yeah, okay. I don't ever want to look at another can of baked beans. But you know, when I was a student, there was nothing better than coming home after a day in the university, putting a can of beans on the stove, pop in a couple of slices of bread, make some toast, and it makes a really tasty meal. Yeah, you wouldn't serve it up to your girlfriend, but it was very, very tasty. So what did you live on? Yeah. And we use the expression, I often heard my parents using this expression, what do you think we live on? Fresh air. So, so when you uh, start earning some money, you have to give some money to your mother so that she can go out and uh, purchase some groceries. Yeah. Because she will ask the question, what do you think we live on? Fresh air. Somebody has to buy the food that is put before you for your breakfast, your lunch and your dinner. Yeah. So to live on. And as always, as I always say, the best way for you to understand these is to practice and practice and practice a little bit more because it's the only way you're going to get to know them, to write them down, use your own examples and then drop them into your conversation from time to time. Number 11. Now, this is an interesting phrasal verb. It's something that's a little bit unusual. You don't use it so often. To mull over. M-U-L-L. Mull over. And it's all about thinking, okay? And it's about thinking for a long period of time. So, if somebody gives you a puzzle or somebody gives you something that you have to think about for a period of time, you might say, well, look, let me mull over this for a couple of days and I'll give you an answer then. Okay. So you don't want to commit yourself to an answer immediately, or indeed you want to buy yourself some time because perhaps you don't have the answer for the person. So you would say, well, let me mull over this for a little while and I'll come back to you next week or I'll come back to you after the weekend or whenever the period is. So when you mull over something, 
you turn it over in your mind, you think about it, you sleep on it for a little bit, and then you give somebody a more considered response, a more considered answer that they might expect. Number 12, pan out. So we might ask the question, well, how did things pan out for you? And what that means is how did things develop? How did things turn out in the end? So you meet that, you bump into that friend or you meet that friend that you haven't met for a long, long time. You went to university together. So you're sitting down having a coffee and he just asks the question, well, how did things pan out for you? What are you doing now? Oh, well, you know, after university, I lost my way a little bit. So I just went off and I traveled around Europe for six or nine months. And then I got some jobs here and some jobs there. I really wasn't clued in as to what I wanted to do. Aha, perhaps I'm still not clued in, but I came home eventually, got a job. And, you know, one thing leads to another. Now I'm married with a couple of kids. Yeah, so that's how it happened. So how did things pan out for you? Meaning how did things turn out or develop? Okay. Or we can use it for the future. How do you think this will pan out? Meaning, you know, we might be planning or preparing a particular meeting that's going to take place today or tomorrow. And you ask your boss or your, your report manager, how do you think this will pan out? You know these clients better than I do. So what do you think their angle is? What do you think they're going to be looking for? So he will tell you, give you advice to say, well, I think they're going to be focusing on the costs or I think they're going to be focusing on the margins or the service, whatever it might be. That's how it will pan out. That's how it will develop. That's how the meeting is likely to go, to pan out. Number 13, something that happens to all of us, run out of something, okay? So, you know, you open the cupboard, no coffee. You open the fridge, no milk. You go into the freezer, nothing to defrost. You have run out of everything. And you think, well, oh, when was the last time I went to the supermarket? I better call in on the way home from work. So when we run out of something, it means we've nothing left. Of course, we can run out of time. So it doesn't have to be something specific like food. We can run out of time at the meeting. Oh, you look at your watch. Is that the time? I need to get on to another meeting. Let's continue tomorrow. So to run out of time, run out of money. Yeah. So you look in your bank account, it's empty. I went a little bit crazy at the sales recently, or, you know, I went online and started buying a few things. And guess what? I've no money in my account. Hopefully I'm going to get paid in the next couple of days. So to run out of something is to have no more of that particular item, money, beans, coffee, bread, whatever it happens to be, nothing is left. You have run out of it. Number 14, to think back, think back. Now, if we're trying to jog somebody's memory, okay, so we want to find out what happened last week. So, or what happened two days ago, or indeed with our kids, you know, what happened two, hour ago, two hours ago at school? Think back, where were you? What were you doing? Who said what? So these are the sort of phrases we might use to jog the memory. And we ask son or daughter, well, look, just be careful. Take your time, but think back. Where were you? What were you doing? What exactly did the teacher say to you? Because the son or daughter are very upset about something that happened and you're trying to get to the bottom of the problem. So you want the child to think back about the situation. 
Now, we can just use think back more generally and say, ah, when I think back about those wonderful summer days that we had, no pressure, just grab the bike, cycle somewhere, grab a bite to eat, go off to the beach and swim. Ah, those were the days when I think back about the good old days. Yeah. So when we think back, it's to remember basically something that happened in the past. We like to think back about it. Or if I think back, I can remember or I'll jog my own memory and think back about the particular relationship or the friendship or the last time that we met somebody. And then finally, to while away, to while away. This is a really nice fair phrasal verb to use. We can while away our time doing something. You know, you're delayed in the airport, the classic situation. You've walked through the duty-free once or twice. You've had the coffee. So while you're waiting to board the plane, you while away the time reading a book. You while away the time watching a movie on your mobile phone. Perhaps you just doze off in the chair and while away your time having a little bit of a siesta. Okay, so it could be nice, warm summer days. You go on a holiday and you know somebody asks you, what do you like to do for your holidays? Well, there's nothing better than whiling away my time sitting on a beach, not many people around. Yeah, that to me is a good way to spend a few days, not all of my holiday, but a, a few days to while away the time. Okay, so it means to spend the time idly or relaxed or without anything specific to do. Okay, so there we are. We've had 15 advanced phrasal verbs that will help you not only to improve your conversational skills, but also to help you in terms of your, your IELTS. And if you can pick up and use three or four or five of these, then it'll be amazed the difference it will make. So I'm going to give them to you one more time very, very quickly. One, bring up, bump into someone, call off or postpone, catch up with someone or something like the work, cut down on something, end up doing something you hadn't planned, end up, fall out with a friend, fall out, get around to, eventually get around to doing something, to grow apart, to grow apart, live on, what do you live on? to mull over, to think, to mull over. Pan out. How did that develop for you? To pan out. Run out of something. Think back on something. And then finally, to while away the hours, to while away. Okay, so 15 advanced phrasal verbs that will help you to improve and give you better communication. And as always, remember to join me for the next lesson. Thank you.